Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And first and foremost, I am so happy to be back sitting here with you guys. I know it's been a little while and some of you have been upset with me. <laughs> um, and have let me know and I'm sorry. It has been a season, which is why this week uh, I thought it fitting to talk about three ways to give yourself grace in a tough season, not just because I've been walking through a tough season. And I will be honest, I have had this episode uh, recorded for the most part um, and have come back to it several times because I'm like, is it, wait, is the season over? And then I realized I don't know if it's going to be over anytime soon, and I have to just kind of keep keep going through it. So let's jump right in and talk about how we can give ourselves grace in a tough season. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? struggling to connect with your husband? Maybe you're telling yourself you're just sticking it out for the kids and what really keeps you in the marriage is God. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you reconnect in marriage and feel cherished again. Hey, I'm Beatrice, a Jesus-loving wife and mom. I've been married for 15 years, but for the past 10, I've actually had the affectionate and connected marriage I've always dreamed of. What happened the first five years? Well, I was busy telling my husband all the things he was doing wrong, like how he needed Jesus and he needed to make me happy. We tried marriage counseling, small groups, all the things we were told that would make our marriage better nothing worked and we separated. How did I turn it around? Well, that's what you'll learn in this podcast. Proven skills to communicate better, create more intimacy, and be a grace-fueled wife. So if you're ready to finally communicate effectively with your husband so you can stop fighting and be on the same team again, this podcast is for you. Now grab that journal and let's jump right in. I don't know about you, but have you ever felt like you just weren't good enough i mean really just downright unappreciated like you were trying doing your best and doing everything in your power but somehow just can't seem to make your husband happy or maybe he said those same words to you girl let me tell you i've been there in fact I was actually just there last month. <laughs> the beautiful thing is I finally learned how to communicate my needs in a way that avoids the highly emotional two-day fight where I'm following him around and he keeps running away. Is any of this sounding familiar? It should, because it's actually one of the most common dances that married couples try, but then wonder why it never seems to work. It was certainly a dance that my husband and I did for a very long time. If this is you, I actually have a solution for you. The Grace-Fueled Marriage Method is not only the exact method that I use to transform my own marriage, but it is what I created to help the hundreds of other women who have written to me telling me a version of this very same story. Girl, I get it. You just want to feel understood. You want to know he gets 
that he loves you and appreciates you and you want to talk to him without the inevitable repercussions that come about every single time you bring up that one little thing about you know what it is. You're right. I do know. And I also know that you owe it to yourself and to your family to head over to gracefieldmarriagemethod.com and consider the possibility of once again having a loving and connected marriage. That's gracefieldmarriagemethod.com. So I I, uh, was telling you guys earlier that this past season was uh, really a lot for me. It was just really overwhelming, and uh, I had been going through some stuff. And essentially, I started to realize one of the things that started to um, it started to dawn on me is I kept missing this standing appointment. So I have a standing appointment, and I'm supposed to be there for every week, and um, it's it, it's also really important to me. It's not like a you know one of those things that. I don't really care about, don't want to be there. No, this thing is super important to me. Um, it It is very meaningful in my life. And I was just not showing up for it or I was like showing up late and it was just kind of a hot mess. Um, and I started to get really down on myself because I kept missing this appointment. And I started to feel like what what is wrong with me? I care about this thing. So why is it that I can't make myself show up for this? And in the end, I realized that part of the problem was that I had just taken on too much. I had not actually or not accurately calculated All of the mental and physical energy that was going to be needed from me at this time. So um, I mentioned if you heard in my little bonus episode where I gave you my little life update, I had a lot going on in the month of basically September and October. I, uh, besides like kids starting school and and all that, and uh, I started another semester of school. I actually not just start another semester of school. I happened to a decide. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. But I decided that now, oh yay, now is going to be the perfect time to go back to school full time. So started a full time semester. Uh, also, not having realized that uh, all these a bunch of like things happened and I actually needed to change schools or transfer schools. And the new school that I went to, their semester is more condensed than what I was used to. So I was used to to having classes all the way through December. This particular school starts classes a week early and then ends them like right before Thanksgiving. So I was like losing um, almost a month, maybe three weeks of classes which means that all the work and all the reading and everything is really condensed. So, okay, so yeah, my kids start school. I started really highly intensive semester. And then I told you guys, my daughter, um, we had her big sweet 16 party and all that beautiful stuff. And like, that was a lot of mental energy and planning. And by the way, all in this time, I still have a a business. I still have coaching clients. I still have, you know, my one-on-one clients. I still have my my weekly coaching that I do, like all of of this going on was causing me to miss this standing appointment that was really important. And I just, I was having such a tough time. 
because not only was I missing the standing appointment, but I also had not really been able to set aside the time to record any content and give you guys any new episodes for the month, which is another thing that was weighing really heavy on me. And when I realized that I was being so hard on myself and really taking on too much, I, you know, I think back now and I'm like, oh gosh, I, I didn't need to go to school full time. Like I would have been fine to take one last class, you know, those other three credits I could have made up another semester, I think would have given me just enough, like just a little bit of that bandwidth that I needed to breathe. So yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Didn't do that. But the important piece of this is that when we are too hard on ourselves, when we take on too much, that inevitably leads to burnout because that's what happened. It's like on the verge of burnout. Thankfully, I had things in place to keep me from like really fully burning out, which was why I stepped away from publishing podcast episodes for a few weeks. But it is so important for us to be kind to ourselves. Like this is where we talk about the importance of self-care. In fact, this is actually where the ADHD diagnosis came in because all of those things that I was talking about in the beginning, just the not calculating the time properly and missing appointments that were important to me and all these things leading to anxiety. It was like leading to anxiety over my to-do list and then feeling so overwhelmed by all these things that I had to do, but then not really being able to accurately prioritize all the things that I had to do or just, you know, working on things that maybe didn't need to be done right now. It's a whole mess that really led me down a whole journey of thinking, maybe I do have ADHD. So even that, even seeking treatment for that, for me, was part of the self-care. It was part of having grace for myself because it then means, okay, my brain just works differently. And now there's things that I can do to go ahead and function better, go ahead and create systems in my life to, to function optimally instead of missing things and being a hot mess. Because Lord knows who, who wants to be a hot mess. Even in uh, my course, we have a whole module on creating what I call a grace-fueled routine and a thing that we can do for ourselves in order to make sure that we're showing up for ourselves so that we can show up for the family and for our careers and our children or our husbands or whatever it is that we have going on, our various ministries, anything that may be going on. You need to show up as your best self, and you can only do that if you are really caring for yourself. So when uh, we think about how to give yourself grace in this tough season, I've got three things here that I want to take a look at. I love an alliteration. I love acronyms. I love like little mnemonic devices to help us remember things. So For these three tips this week, I'm giving you the acronym HER, okay? Like HER, like lady, like female. This is something I want you to be able to remember. So 
Remember her, H-E-R, right? Number one in her, we are going to start with honor. I want you to honor yourself. Honor everything that you have gone through in this season. Don't be so hard on yourself. I know it's really, you know, you might be sitting there like, well, that's easy for you to say. I didn't get this done or I didn't get that done or I have all these things going on and, and my anxiety is through the roof and I'm feeling like maybe I'm not the best mother. Maybe I'm not the best wife. What's going on here? And I want you to give yourself a little grace in the end by the honor the place that you're in. Honor the fact that maybe right now you are not in the best place emotionally. So maybe right now you haven't made the best choices and that's okay. You know what you can do? You can get up and you can start fresh today. You could just honor the fact that yes, you may have been in a tough season, but that doesn't mean that you have to stay there. We serve a God who will not let us stay in the wilderness for too long. He is with us and he is guiding us and he is the good shepherd who's going to guide us through the valleys, right? Up to the mountaintops and down through the valleys. A really good visual. I've heard of this in some sermon in church many years ago. They made the point to say that a shepherd at some point when they're going through valleys, the sheep being led by the shepherd, they're so crowded, like they can't really look to the left or to the right. But all they can do is follow the shepherd ahead of them. And so when we're in this tough season, when we're in the midst of these valleys, we can rest assured knowing that as long as we're looking ahead at the shepherd, he is going to bring us through to the other side. And that's where we get up the next morning and we start again and we say, okay, yesterday was no fun. Last week, last month, last year was no fun. But we're not going to give up because God has something better for me on the other side. Number two, step two in uh, three things uh, you can do to give yourself grace in a tough season. Uh, the next one is E, and that is for evaluate. Maybe in this point, right, now that we've honored, okay, that was a tough season, let's evaluate, like, what went wrong? What did we do well? What didn't we do? If we sit there and we just worry, you know, we sit there and, and are so hard on ourselves about all the things we did wrong, we can often miss sight of all the many things that you did right in this tough season. So I think of, I just, you know, this is final season for me, and I just wrote a paper, and in my paper, uh, we had to do a mock therapy session and, and we, like, write a reflection about it of, you know, what we thought we could have done better, what we thought we did well. And I was pretty hard on myself on the session. I'm like, man, I was thinking this, I could have done that, I could have done that. And one of the best notes my professor gave me was, don't be so hard on yourself. So in the same way, um, in step one, the way we're going to honor, when we evaluate, we're also going to carry that same thing. Again, we're giving ourselves grace in this tough season. And part of that grace is to be, don't be so hard on yourself. So as you're evaluating, don't just look for what you could have done better, but honor what you did well, right? Think about what did I do well? And so 
in this evaluation process, that is what's going to help us move forward. That's what's going to help us grow because God doesn't let us sit in tough seasons for nothing, right? There's a reason for everything that he does. And so every tough season that I've ever been in, as I've come out the other side, I've come out the other side with learning. And sometimes I get it. Sometimes the tough seasons, we're not always going to understand what was God's plan in that. It could be something tragic that happens in your life or family. And I don't want to be so insensitive as to say, well, God has a plan for everything. And And that's fine. And you're sitting there going, okay, I'm sure he has a plan for everything. But this thing that I just went through in this season, like I don't, I don't see it. So I do want to make sure that I'm being sensitive to that. But also part of the evaluation process is helping to make some meaning, right? So as we're counseling people through grief, let's say, part of what we help them do is make meaning of their situation, make meaning of their tragedy, make meaning of what happened. And that doesn't necessarily make it better. That won't bring the person back, let's say. That won't solve the issue. That won't heal the terminal diagnosis or whatever. But it can help them to really start to get through that process. So when we evaluate, that's another thing that we mean. So evaluating One is looking what you did well and also what you could have done better. And then also the the grace part is also really trying to make meaning of that season and being sensitive to the idea that we're not always going to know the answer, right? We're not always going to know why God has us walking through this season, but what can we learn from it or what um, things can we use to bring us forward into the next season? Number three is going to be rest and reset. So as you all have seen, I've been away for a few weeks more than I normally am. Typically, I I try to be really consistent in having at least one podcast episode a week. And last year, I did go through a season of having a few weeks off. And it was something very similar where there was just so much going on. I took a few weeks off and then right back on to being consistent every single week. And, and this year I had to do the same. Would I prefer to not ever do that? Of course I would. But I also have to honor, right? I have to honor the places that I've been. And I have to reevaluate, like, where could I have done things better? So in this situation, I was able to evaluate where could I have done things better? Uh, and, you know, I talked about that early in the episode. I really think I took on too much. But also understanding that giving myself the grace, right, since we're talking about how do we give ourselves grace in a tough season? Giving myself the grace to say, okay, I needed those few weeks of rest to make sure that the other things in my life that I have to hold in a higher priority, you know, I have to hold my marriage, my children, and for this particular season, uh, my, my schooling in a higher priority than, let's say, putting out an episode. And does that always have to be the case? No. So for you, it's the same thing. As you honor and you evaluate, you can say, okay, these are the things in this moment that I need to take a rest from. And they are going to look differently for every person. There was a season, or I'm actually still in this season, where I had to take a rest from serving in ministry. There was a season where I was serving in ministry so hard. I was probably putting as many hours into ministry as I would have put into a part-time job. 
So I was working a full-time job doing the, you know, mother, wife, full-time job thing. And then my ministry service was was taking a, a good part-time hours out of my day. And I got into a season where that was too much for me to handle. And I had to take a rest. So for that, it's also a season where I'm in the rest. So what does that look like for you? What is there that you might need to take a rest from in order to resort your priorities, re-center yourself, in order to love yourself better? I can think of so many examples where, you know, maybe this was something that I really enjoyed before. I'm taking a rest now. And maybe I want to go back to that. So a, a few years back, I loved health and fitness. Like I thought I was going to be a personal trainer. I was in the gym like five, six days a week. And I absolutely loved it. And I would spend, you know, two hours in the gym, five, six days a week. And it was great. I loved it. And I felt good. My body felt good. And I felt really strong. And I, I was really happy with my size. And that I have not had the time to do that to that level or, you know, that level of excellence or that capacity. So I have taken a rest or a break, but it is something I would want to go back to. So what is it in your life? You may need to take a rest, right? And reset. So for me, it's okay. I want to get back to that. That was really important to me. I saw all these benefits from being in the gym and being really active and focusing more on my health that I'm no longer seeing. And so how do I do how do I get back to it? Do I need to go back to being in the gym two hours a day for five, six days a week? No, I don't. But there is a way that I could reset and restart to get back to a place that works for me in this season of my life today. So for you, how do you translate that for where you're at? How do you reset and restart to maybe getting some back to something that was really meaningful to you? Um, the other example I think of is at times where I get away from my morning routine of sitting and journaling. I would wake up at 5 a.m. and I would sit with the Lord and I would journal, you know, four or five days a week. And that was my time. And it just, it was the thing that fills my cup in the morning. And in the seasons of my life that I find are tough are usually the seasons of my life where that practice starts to fall by the wayside. And so I always find myself at the end of a hard season going, mm, I need to get back to that, right? And then I feel better once I do. So what does that look like for you? What is the piece maybe in this tough season that has suffered that was really meaningful to you that you might want to reset and restart, whatever that looks like? So there we go, folks. That's it. H-E-R, honor, evaluate, and then reset and restart for my little framework for really giving yourself grace in a tough season. And I would say lastly, just to understand that, again, it is just a season, right? God will always bring us through. And there are going to be times where we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I was just talking to a friend and she's like, man, you know, it's just so hard. And we're finally starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But that's when it requires faith. That's when it requires trust. That is the moment where us as believers really shine because that's the moment where we have something to hold on to. We have something that we can follow. We have, I mean, I don't know about you, but like God has always brought me through these really tough seasons. And 
if I'm being perfectly honest, when I am in a really tough season, is usually the time where I fall away from him the most. And I find myself having to be really intentional about getting back into that place because he makes me feel like I'm loved and I'm cherished. And he's just giving me a warm hug. And he does all these beautiful little things, you know, and God gives you these like little, um, these little reminders that I'm there. I'm still watching you. I'm still taking care of you. I haven't forgotten you. He might speak that to you through his word, but he will show you in real life, in the actual happenings of real life, if you start to take the time and look for them. And also on a practical note, I just read the book Grit Don't Quit by Bianca Altov, which I absolutely loved. It was essentially talking about what it's like to be living your dark night of the soul and um, having resilience through that and not giving up. And it was just beautifully written. It was a lot of fun. I love her as a speaker, author, pastor. She has so many um, great Bible truths in there. And so I would recommend it if that's something that, you know, you're really just kind of going through it right now. Grit Don't Quit. I mean, I found it on Audible where she reads it, but certainly you can um, just read the book for yourselves. And that was something that I found helpful to me as well over the last couple of weeks. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful. It was a really almost gentle way to get back into um, spending more time with you again and having new episodes. I do have several episodes that are already recorded that were interviews, so I will be editing those. So we'll have a bunch of fun interviews coming up and just a bunch of great things as we start off the new year. I'm just really excited to see me in the Facebook group more often uh, going forward, and we'll be there. And always, my clients know I've always been there for you. I've never gone away. So if that's something that you still interests you, you know how to find me, gracefuelsmarriagemethod.com or over in our Facebook group, the Gracefield Wives Club. I love you guys, and until next week. Hey, love, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you found any value in it, any teaching, any transformation, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Click the link, go ahead and share it with a friend, text it to somebody, share it on Instagram, tag me at the Grace Fields Wife, any of those things, or maybe even write a review. All those things are really the best way that you can thank me, and it helps the show to get found by other amazing women just like you. I love you, and I'll see you on Tuesday for another episode of The Grace Fields Wife.